Because of Brexit, you need a UK responsible person. So contact Easy Medical Device. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll talk about labeling. So uh, I have made recently uh, uh, an episode, so I had participated to the conference, so to, to the Greenlight Guru uh, Summit on MDR and IVDR uh, and uh, there was a lot of uh, questions related to uh, my presentation and mainly I presented um, something related to how to create a label Uh, for your medical device. So we went through uh, all the process uh, from uh, the selection of the information or to the symbols, to the languages, to everything. So uh, if you had the chance to to see that, so uh, I think, uh, yeah, you have access to the Greenlight Guru uh, video, so you can you can look at that. But I suppose they will also place that on their uh, on their YouTube channel. So just uh, check that if, it, if it's appearing. Um, so what I decided today is mainly uh, to answer to the question that uh, I received during that session. I didn't have the time to answer to all the, the questions, so uh, I received all the questions from the Greenlight Guru team, so uh, thank you for, for that. Uh, and uh, I, I picked some of them because, yeah, there was really a lot of questions, but I picked some of them, uh, and I, I said that maybe it could be interesting to make that a podcast episode instead of trying just to um, uh, to deliver that to maybe the people, because initially I was expecting just to answer each of the person one by one uh, per email, but I said, okay, maybe let's, let's make a video and then And I will share the, the link to those people so that they can uh, also uh, listen to the to the answers that uh, that I will provide. So, so uh, yeah. So what I would uh, like to do now is to maybe read the questions from the people, uh, and then uh, I can try to provide you with uh, with some uh, some of the answers. So um, I will also try to place. Uh, some links on the show notes where uh, more details are provided. So I would really encourage you to go on the show notes and then to pick uh, all those information there directly because, yeah, uh, within the next uh, 10-15 minutes, uh, because we, it will be really a short episode, so I uh, will not be able to mention everything. But the idea here is, is that you, you really understand the philosophy of the label and how, how this is working specifically. Okay, so let's start maybe. Um, I think I will show that on the screen also um, uh, while... Uh, Uh, I will be reading uh, the, the question and then I will try to provide you an explanation of, of this uh, or an answer to the question. So the first question is, um, hello, uh, I have one question. How can an importer identify that he is the importer of the, uh, that product, taking in consideration he's, on, he's one of many distributors of that product with a sticker, does, uh, is it with a sticker? Does this activity need any authorization? So uh, first, Um, there is an article, so I think it's article 13 of the EUMDR, which is mentioning the obligations of an importer. Uh, and one of the obligations of the importer is to mention somewhere that he is the importer 
and this can be done by placing a label, an additional label on the product. Uh, it's also what I've, I have shown during the presentation. I have made the example of uh, the creation of a label and also the addition of the label from the importer uh, so that you can see how it is done. So it should uh, place the information on the product so it can be a form of a label on the packaging or uh, as a paper that is attached to the, to the document to say I am the importer of this device because as it was said on the question, there can be many importers. You can, there is not, you can choose not, I mean, you can choose many importers. It mean, doesn't mean that you have only one. You can say, okay, from the region in Northern uh, Europe, so Scandinavia, for example, I have one importer there. Then I have a region for the uh, Spain area, Spain, uh, Portugal, Italy area. I have another uh, importer for the Eastern Europe region, etc., etc. So you can have multiple importers. And what is important is that is the fact that the product will be the same imported in different regions. So the the question is who accepted or who who approved these products to be entering the, the European Union. And there you have to have a mention on the label of that. So what I've provided on the presentation is a logo, uh, a symbol uh, that is uh, that is like a, a word uh, with uh, an arrow and the package. So showing that uh, it's imported uh, from external of uh, certain countries. And then behind this uh, symbol, you have to place the name of the importer, the business address, so that we can know exactly uh, who uh, accepted or who approved this product. So. One thing that I, I want to remind you is that an importer is only needed when you are located outside of Europe. If you are located inside of Europe, there is no need of importer. But you can also have another symbol. There is a symbol for distributor to say distributed by, and there is a symbol also for that so that you know who uh, is distributing this product, even if it's not mainly the manufacturer. So you have also uh, th that information, but it's not mandatory. Nothing is required within the the distributor responsibility to, it's not mentioned that they have to place their address, but sometimes they want just to also make some kind of advert adverti advertisement for them to say, yes, we are the distributor. If, if you want maybe to us to distribute products for you, so then you know uh, what is our address also. So it's also a good way to, to do that. But uh, yeah, you, you there is symbols, uh, there is uh, those requirements for importer and they have to have the information there. Uh, same question for the importer. So I mean, some question, also a question about importer. So um, if the importer is a subsidiary of the manufacturer, is it acceptable for the manufacturer to place the importer label on the product instead of the manufacturer doing it themselves? So yes, this is possible. Uh, we have discussed that on the podcast episode with um, Edgar Castile from Medenvoy. Medenvoy is a, an independent importer, so they are never touching the product. Uh, so they are just asking the manufacturers that they are uh, working with to place their name on the product and then to send them a picture to confirm that yes, it's done correctly. So it means that yes, the manufacturer can do that. Um, but the responsibility of all this is under the responsibility of the of the importer. So it's really the importer who is responsible of those information. So if the manufacturer has done that uh, in a bad way, then it's the fault of the uh, of the importer, not of the manufacturer, because uh, the importer has to check that, has to check that they have done that correctly. Uh, if they don't check, so it means that they have not done their job correctly. So this is really something that is important. Uh, and it was yeah also uh, the, the the answer to another question. So is the is it the responsibility of the importer to apply the relevant label stating they are uh, an importer, or is it down to the manufacturer? So I said yes, it is the importer. Uh, the manufacturer can do it, but the importer is, uh, is at the end is the, is the importer who is responsible for that. 
Um, okay, another question. I have created a new symbol for indicating that the mono patient device, um, how can I make it a standard? So first you have to check if this symbol is existing. Uh, and there is a symbol existing for that. There is a symbol of a, a man with um, a hashtag, if I can say, which shows how many uh, times, uh, how many uh, patients can use that, a number of patients. So there is a symbol. So. As there is a symbol, you should not normally create your own symbol, so you have to use the standard one. But if there is no symbol existing, then you can create your own symbol, uh, and then you have. But you have also to inform on the institution for use uh, what this symbol means, because as nobody has seen that before, the objective is to not have any misunderstanding of uh, that, because yeah, there will be some patient that will be using that, so if they don't really understand what this symbol means. Uh, it means that maybe they will make a mistake. So what is important is that, yes, you can create uh, additional symbol if they are not already existing, and but you have to mention, uh, have a kind of a definition or a legend in the, in, in the instruction for use for, for them. Uh, I think it's really, really important. Um, as another question, so as we don't have an harmonized standard for the moment, do we need to uh, explain all symbols in IFU? Yes, there is a rule um, saying that um, on the on the Article 10 uh, where it says that you have to use uh, harmonized uh, symbols. Um, you have to use some. You can use some symbols. So um, there is a, a rule saying that if it is in harmonized, if it is an harmonized standard, then you don't have to explain those symbols because normally it is understandable by everybody. Normally, but I don't, I don't confirm that. Um, so the the thing is that with the EUMDR, there is no harmonized standard actually. Um, there will be, but there is no harmonized standard. So uh, meaning that when there will be, and there will be some harmonized standards, when the symbols standard will be harmonized, then you can not you you don't have the the need to specifically mention uh, a legend of those symbols but i recommend it anyway for for me i would recommend it anyway because we are not all professionals of what those symbols means uh, so we are not all regulatory affairs people or packaging people or people that are really manipulating those symbols so at one point it's it's also good to have that on the instruction for use to mention a legend on what is this black plant what is this white plant what is this um, the, the different lot uh, reference etc so just to exactly understand all that so um, usually when when those products are used really with by professionals I, I suppose they understand those symbols but if those products are used by lay persons so you me or somebody that is not really uh, understanding all those things then it's good to have those information in your IFU, in your instruction for use, just to say this is uh, the the meaning of those symbols. This means that, this means that, which is which is also great. But the regulation says, I mean, the, uh, the, the medical device regulation says, if there is an harmonized standard or international recognized um, standard, then there is no need to uh, specifically make put a definition. But it's not doesn't mean that you should not do that. It, it just means that it's not obli uh, mandatory, um, but it, it's better if, if I can say it's better if you do it. Um, okay, another question. As we don't have an harmonized standard, I don't, okay, no, I just read this one. Sorry uh, about symbol. Should we use? Okay, so there is uh, there is um, a symbol uh, that people are asking. So should we use the hashtag or the ref 
for catalog number. So the ref is an harmonized, uh, it's an internationally recognized symbol within the ISO, so ISO 15223, if I remember, dash one, uh, which is the, the medical device uh, symbols that, uh, that people ha are using. Uh, then, if as there is, uh, same as pre uh, the previous question on the new symbol, as there is already a symbol for reference, you should not use another symbol for that uh, because mainly uh, there is a conflict here. Uh, if all the people are using reference and you are, are using just the hashtag, so it means that there will be a question, what is this hashtag? Where is the reference number? What is that, etc. So we should really, it's why it's harmonized, we should really use some kind of same symbols for everybody so that we are really going on the right direction. How will I put a label on an SAMD, uh, so software as a medical device class 2A? So um, yeah, there was a lot of question about softwares. Uh, so first, do we need a, sim uh, a, la a label on the, on the software? So <laughs> yes, I mean, the label information should also be on the software. So uh, my advice in, in that is mainly that you can make appear kind of a label or kind of an image with all the symbols uh, when the software is loading at the beginning. So just to show uh, here are the information. And you can also put that on the about page. So an about page is just a page where you put a lot of information. And there you can put an information about a label and you, ha you have a picture of a label with, for example, the CE mark, the logo, the reference number, etc. So that you can also have uh, all the details inside and that the pe person can, can use that uh, correctly. So yes, even for a software, those information should be visible. I know that if, if you look for on your smartphone, for example, some somewhere there is some general information and, and you have somewhere a page where there is some symbols that are appearing. So this is the same way that you have to do that for your, for your um, software as a medical device. Okay, the other question. Hi Munir, do we need to place the UDI carrier on a class three device by May 26, 2021, or can we just have it on file and place it on the device later on? Thanks. Um, so for those that were not on the session, so I just explained uh, that the fact that, uh, for example, on your uh, on the UDI, you have to have a UDI um, as soon as you are EUMDR certified. So UDI is only for EUMDR certified products. Uh, if you are not EUMDR certified, so there is no need for UDI for the month. It's not obliged, you can have one, but you are not uh, obliged to have it. Um, so, and I placed also the dates for um, placing those UDI numbers, which we call UDI carrier on the product itself. So by the date you are, you are, uh, certified, you have to have a UDI number on your files, but you can place the UDI number at a different date uh, following the, uh, yeah, depends, it depends on your classification. So, so let me remind you the classification. So, um, for class three devices, if your product is, um, is, um, is uh, single use, if I can say, uh, then it should be placed on the device by the 26th of May, 2021. If it is a reusable or um, yeah, reprocessing, it can be reprocessed, then it can be placed on the device on, by the 26th of May, 2023. For class 2A to B, it's by the 26th of May, 2023. But if it is reusable or we can have a direct marking, it's the 26th of May, 2025. And if it is class one product, it's by the 26th of May, 2025 that you have to have the UDI carrier on the product. And if it is reusable uh, or, and we can have a direct marking, it is on the 26th of May, 2027. So you see that there is a date here when you have to have the UDI carrier 
on your product or on your labeling and uh, but anyway as soon as you are EUMDR you have to have a UDI number for your product and this is really a really good difference here. Um, still on the UDI, so can you describe the UDI process a little bit more? Do we need to register with the GS1 to obtain the first part of the label? Okay, um, just for information, so I just had, um, so yesterday, because I'm recording that on Saturday, so I just had yesterday the live session, uh, the live session for uh, the LinkedIn Live where we discussed about the creation of the UDI. So uh, I had um, Sylvia Reingart uh, from GS1 with me. So uh, we had really a great session where we explained to you from A to Z how to create the basic UDI DI, the UDI DI uh, that you have to place on your, on your product. So um, I recommend to you to go to the YouTube channel again and to check uh, the video. There will be a replay that will be placed on the, on the YouTube channel. Uh, I hope uh, today or tomorrow, uh, uh, the day that this uh, video is, is going on. Um, so there you can see everything on how you create your UDI code and then the UDI code will be placed on the label uh, directly uh, with maybe a barcode or with the data matrix which is a 2D barcode also uh, and that uh, that is also something that uh, that is needed for, for you. Uh, good afternoon my information that um, any information that appears in the label must appear also in the suitable part of the UDI or can I choose the information to include in the UDI independently from the ones included in the label? Thank you very much, Claudia. Uh, so usually, for example, the UDI code has the first part, which is the UDI DI. Then you have the parts related to the expiration date, the lot number, the manufacturing date or serial number also. Um, so there is all lot number or serial number. And what you have to be sure is that it's matching also with the information that are on the label. label. So if the expiry date is the 31st of uh, December 2022, then on the label, the expiry date should be the same. So it's not that there is a, a mismatch here. So if you have an expiry date on the label, if you have a lot number, etc., it's important to have them also on your UDI so that it's matching. But you decide what is on the UDI, what is appearing on the UDI specifically, uh, because maybe there will be, uh, for example, the expiration date and the manufacturing date. What is mentioned on the UMDR is that if you have the expiration date, there is no need to place the manufacturing date. If you don't have the expiration date, then you can place the manufacturing date, etc. So they are saying that. So then you can decide on your uh, UDI number to put the expiration date or the manufacturing date. So you, you have the choice. But for me, because there is nothing mentioned specifically on that uh, on, on the UMDR, for me, it's better to match exactly the same information that you have on the label like the expiration date plus lot number, uh, then just saying, oh, let's put another date that is not on the label, but it's still the, a good date, like the manufacturing date. Let's try to match everything because at the end, it's also helpful for you to find if there is any mistakes that will have, that, uh, that is appearing on, the, on your UDI code and to avoid any products to be released on the market because there will be really some mismatch uh, on the information. So my advice, have the same information that are on the label and the UDI code. But for me, I didn't find, maybe it's existing, but uh, I mean, you can read the, the, the UMDR 20 times and you still discover new things. I tried to find the information if there is a recommendation regarding the fact that it should be exactly the same information on the label and on the UDI, but I didn't find that for a moment. So, so but I recommend that to you. Um, next question. Hello, can you drop lot number expiry date symbols from the label if the UDI code displays it or do you need both? So what is important first is on, on the on the process is that you start with the Annex 1 uh, Chapter 3 Section 23.2 
of the UMDR where it is mentioned exactly what should appear on the label. It says <laughs> that the uh, lot number and the expiry date should appear on the label. So then you have to make them appear on the label. So there is no kind of question. Then the question of if it appears on the UDI is another question, is a subsidiary question, but the first is, yes, it should appear on the UDI. So it's not because it is on the UDI, uh, it, no, sorry, it should appear on the label. So it's not because it is on the UDI number that it should not appear on the label because maybe you understand how to read a UDI number, but maybe other people don't understand that. So it's why it's important that um, the UDI is just here for traceability, but the information that will be read will be the one between behind the symbol. So symbols first, UDI second. Okay, do we need to have batch number, serial number and lot number for every device? All are same or different, okay. So batch number and lot number is the same. It's just a different vocabulary. Serial number is different. So a serial number usually is a serial is, is a unique number. So it's one number for one equipment. Like for example, a car, we have a car, we have one serial number for the whole car. Uh, so that we can really yeah, identify the traceability for specifically this car. Um, if you have a computer, there is one serial number for one computer. So we have a traceability also for one computer. For lot number or batch number, you can manufacture 50 pieces at the same time, for example. Let's, for example, take the example of a hammer, so a surgical instrument, it's a hammer that is used during an orthopedic surgery. It is in two components, so I have a, a lot, I have started my production. I will try to uh, manufacture first the 50 handles, so 50 handles, 5-0, that are placed on a box, it's a lot. Then I, I go on the next step and I manufacture the 50 heads of the hammer, then I place them on the box again, so they are on the same box, it's a lot of 50 products. Then I go to the next step, the next step which is the next assembly, so I'm assembling the head and the handle, so I assemble them together, etc. Then I go to the next step, next step, which is the marking, so I mark the information maybe on the handle of the label, uh, of, the, of the product. Then at the end of the process, I have 50 hammers that have followed the same process or unfold the same steps at the, at the same time. So each time they, they were the 50 together. Then this is a lot. This is a lot of 50 products. All those products will have the same UDI code, will have the same reference, will have the same lot number. So it means that when you will go on the market, you will see, for example, uh, a product with a lot number. It means that it's not the only one product. There is maybe a lot number of 150 units. So it means that there is maybe 150 products similar to this one that are on the market with the same lot number. But a computer is only one computer that will be on the market with this serial number because it's also important to track that specifically. So here is a difference. So usually you have all the lot number or the serial number, but you don't have both on the, on the labeling. And it's also important for the UDI number because the UDI number can display the lot number and serial number, but you have to choose this one or this one. Okay, so next one. Um, does having the CE logo with the number imply it is a medical device? So yes, you have the you have a CE marking and usually you have a number below. Uh, this number is the number of the notified body. So it's the number of the, the competent or the notified body, the, the, the company, if I can say that, authorized or certified this product. Uh, so first, 
CE logo doesn't mean medical device. CE logo means that it's authorized to be sold. I mean, it's following the European community um, legislation. And there is many legislation that are uh, asking you to place a CE mark on the product, like toys, like camera, like machines, etc. There is a lot of legislation that are different than medical devices that are asking that. So when you see a CE mark, it doesn't mean this is a medical device. Then you go on the bottom and you see uh, the, the the number of the notified body. Then you can check if this notified body is qualified for medical devices. If you see that yes, it's qualified, so most likely it is a medical device. But now to avoid this misunderstanding, the European Commission uh, the, on the UMDI it says that if it is a medical device, you have to have the mention medical device. And there is now a new logo that is appearing, which is the logo MD for medical device in a box that is showing that this product is a medical device. So normally from the UMDR, you should not be, if I can say, you should not, you should find easily if your product is a medical device or not because it's mentioned on the label. So it's, uh, it's, it's easy for you. Okay, next question. Do we have to include the street name and number of the legal manufacturer or can we just, can we just list the city, state uh, and country? So, um, it is mentioned clearly on the Annex 1, uh, Chapter 3, uh, Section 23.2, that you have to have the legal manufacturer, so the manufacturer of the product name, and the business address. So it means really the place where they are, not just the state and the city, really the business address, in case we need to contact them, in case we need to visit them, because there can be also some unannounced audit, we have to know where they are specifically. So uh, it's why it's important to have that, and it's really important for, for also identifying the, the, the real manufacturer of the product. Because if you are then move from one city to another, because you are you are moving, if I can say, your, your, your manufacturing plan, we have to know that it's also changing. It's not like you are based just in one country or one city or one uh, state. It's really what is my address, my current address, what is my, my next address. Next one, if you use symbols, do you still need to have all the different languages? So the symbols are used to avoid uh, to have to mention languages. So if you have symbols, normally it's it's here to say, for example, MD means medical device. It means medical device in every language. So, um, but um, there are some internationally recognized symbols or um, standards for symbols. Then for those ones, it means that normally everybody understood that. But as I told you before, it's better maybe to place a legend in the IFU just to mention what it means, what it is for. Um, so if you have the symbols normally on the label, you don't have to put any other language on it. Then it's more on the IFU where you will have that because you will have maybe an IFU in German, in French, in English. So then you can put the legend in German, in French and English so people can understand. But the symbols are here really to avoid you to uh, have multiple languages on your packaging. Uh, and it's what I, I, I've done also during the, the presentation on the Greenlight Guru uh, session where I showed a label without any symbols so that you can see the difficulty you can have to read that. Next one, um, if you do not sell to lay persons, are you required to have the label to the, um, uh, the, to have the label in the language of the member state? For example, we sell to distributors who sell to the end user. Majority of our labels are in English, only being sold to medical professionals. 
Okay, so uh, in terms of uh, languages, it's what I also I have told during the con uh, the conference. So, um, the in Europe, it says specifically that you have to put the language of the member state authorized or I mean authorized by the member state. So it means that if you go, for example, to France, the only language authorized is French. If you go to uh, uh, to um, I don't know which other country, but uh, for example, in um, Ireland, it would be English. Or and Irish English or English and Irish so not Irish alone just English or English and Irish so each country has its own fucking say requirements uh, I have tried to capture all those requirements in two slides of my presentation I will try to make the presentation also available on the on the show notes so that you can also get get that uh, but yeah uh, mainly it's the member state who decides which language you have to use uh, and there are some member states that says English for professional use is authorized. So it means that if it is used for a, by a surgeon or by somebody that's really professional, then English can be accepted. But um, this is really dependent on each country one by one. So if you are selling to a distributor and if the distributor receives your uh, product in English, for example, um, the problem is that this distributor is maybe located in Romania and Romania says only Romanian, then they will have to update your instruction for use in Romanian, also the packaging in Romanian, and they will have to place these symbols. So I play, I, I showed that also in the presentation, the symbols for not original uh, translation. So it means that it was translated, uh, not original language, it was translated language and not original packaging because it was repackaged also for, uh, for the purpose of having the right language or so, so you have the possibility also that your distributor is doing that exercise, but it's good also that they are informing you about that and not just doing that without uh, telling you. Um, yeah, I use, um, so somebody is saying EPU, English for professional rules, is it defined in the MDR that English is accepted if the product is intended for professional use, where in the regulation is it defined? So yeah, I, on, on one of my slides, I put EPU, like English for professional use, but um, it's each country who is deciding that. So it's not MDR who says that. MDR doesn't say anything. They just say MDR says only um, uh, in the language uh, authorized by the member state. And some countries says if that English is accepted, if it's for professional use. So you have to prove that it's for professional use. But nowhere on the MDR it says that. Um, is there a symbol that indicates that the products contain tissue of animal origin? So yes, there is one. I think it's one of the new symbols. I will also place on the show note the two presentations that are one from MedTech Europe and one from BSI, where they are showing you the previous symbols, the new symbols uh, that, that are and the updated symbols so that you can see exactly the, 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 the symbols that are existing and that you can use. Um, so these presentations are showing symbols that are actually not on the new uh, ISO standard. The new ISO standard is in progress, so it will be, I hope, finalized by this year. But yeah, there is a new ISO standard that is um, updated where you will have the inclusion of all those symbols, all those new symbols. Um, I arrived a little late to the session. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so apologize. If this is repeated, uh, as you've listed titanium, is it necessary to include the material of the medical device on the label? So yes, uh, on my label that I have made as an example, I put material titanium. Um, so no, there is no requirement specifically for the label to mention that. But uh, for example, in the case you are delivering the same product, exactly nearly the same 
one in titanium, one in stainless steel, one in aluminum or whatever, then it's good also to mention that there because maybe there is some allergy of those, some of those materials so that people know exactly what material it is so that they say, okay, now I will take this version which is stainless steel instead of the one in titanium or the one in aluminum or whatever. So um, it's more um, risk management because risk management is really the, the, the key thing on the UMDR also is that, for example, you, you see a risk that person is choosing the wrong implant because he's maybe allergic to one of those materials, then you place the name on the label to reduce the risk because they will choose the right one at the end. So this is also something that is helping you, but it's not mandatory to place the material on the, on the, on the label. It is mandatory to have it on the instruction for you so that when you read it, you see what is the composition also of those, uh, those materials. Uh, next question, what about UK labels? Will that change after Brexit? So uh, Brexit, uh, yeah, it's a big change for Brexit, but uh, there is no change actually for a CE marked product. So if your product is CE marked, uh, so then everything that is mentioned on the label is accepted by the UK until the 30th of June 2023. After that, uh, there will be some changes. For example, there will be a new mark. It will not be the CE mark, it will be UKCA mark, where you will have to have the UKCA logo on it. Uh, and there are, they will maybe have um, different harmonized standards, which I adopt. I think really they will use the same harmonized standards. So the same logo, the same thing, because I don't see the, if I can say the, the interest for them to have different symbols to be used on, on the on the on the thing, but there are, there are for sure there will be also some differences, but we don't know them for for now. So um, until the 30th of June 2023, the the product that you have with CE Mark can go to the UK without changing the the, the label for the moment. Okay. Uh, if you are providing an EIFU, do you have to specify that correct symbol or can you use the blue circle? Please refer to the instruction manual. So if you are using the EIFU, there is no specific symbol for EIFU. There is just one symbol that I created to say uh, more information, go to the website, etc. Um, so you have to understand that EIFU, there is some condition to use that. So all the condition for using EIFU is mentioned on the legislation 207 slash uh, 2012. Uh, so this can be used only for four type of products. Uh, the first one is the active implantable medical device and their accessory. The second is the implantable medical devices and their accessories. The third one is the fixed installed medical devices. So like machines that you are installing, uh, fixing. And then also the medical devices with the built-in system visually displaying the instruction for use. These are the four cases when you can use an instruction, an electronic instruction for use. Um, if you don't have, you are not part of those cases, then you cannot reuse this legislation. Um, if you use this legislation, then you can place directly on the label EIFU, for example, you can mention EIFU and then you place the address uh, where you can find that or the symbol I showed you on the presentation where you can say here is the address where you can get that, etc, etc. So the idea here is to say uh, that you will not have any paper IFU, you'll have only a electronic IFU and here is where you can find it on the, on the system. But as I said, it's only specifically for those type of products. And there is more uh, more requirements on the legislation. So 207 slash uh, 2012. I will also place that on the show notes. Um, okay, next question. Hi Munir, will the UDI carrier also be applicable for devices subject to clinical investigation under the MDR? So no, 
Uh, clinical investigation devices are not CE marked, they are just under investigation, so there is no need of UDI number for now, because we know where they are, I hope, they are not circulating alone, so we know where they are, we know they are in this center or this center for the study, so there is no kind of uh, trustability to have for that, I mean, I hope your company has the trustability and knows where they are, so that uh, there is no problem. So no need of UDI, but you have to place on the label the mention exclusively for clinical investigation. Because yeah, if we see a medical device and we don't see this mention, we suppose this device is then a CE marked. But if you don't have then a UDI, then you have a problem because you are not following the legislation, etc., etc. So here, no UDI needed for clinical investigation, but a mention exclusively for clinical uh, investigation. A new ISO standard for symbols is published or not? Uh, if not published, can we use the new symbols for importer? So, the new uh, ISO standard, as I mentioned, is not published. For now, this 2016 version that is available. The new version is not available. But, as I've told you also, uh, if those symbols are not on the standards, you can still use them. You just have to mention their uh, meaning, so the definition on the legend in the instruction for use to say this logo means that, this logo means that, etc., etc., so that you can have a better understanding. For example, the logo importation. If you don't want to write uh, everywhere, I mean, uh, a legend, you can say imported by. But if you are selling that also uh, in the in French country, you have to say importé par, uh, etc. So, so you have then to put many languages for the same um, logo, for, for one logo, if I can say, to say imported by, importé par, etc., etc., in the other languages, and then to place the name of the importer. So here is uh, the different things. Okay, so um, I will stop here. Uh, I think we I took more time than I, when I was expecting. Uh, so uh, the idea here is, that, as I've said, uh, for you to have a better understanding of uh, how to uh, create your label. So you can go to the Greenlight Guru uh, video where I'm making this presentation. And here, as I've said, I, I was really trying to answer all the questions that people are, are providing. I mean, there was more and more questions, but yeah, I tried to. You see that it took nearly uh, 40 minutes just for that. So uh, I suppose it will take a lot of more time if I if I go through the other questions. But don't hesitate if you have some specific cases, you can contact me and we can look at that together, and I can I can work with you on your specific case. Okay, so thank you everybody. Uh, don't forget to go on the YouTube channel uh, to place also a comments if you have uh, to place a like if you really like what I'm doing here. And also don't hesitate to share uh, all those um, uh, information that, uh, that I'm providing to you with your colleagues if they are really also looking for information on how to create a new label or, or whatever. Okay, so really thank you for your help. Thank you for all the information. Uh, thank you for also all your likes and your messages because I receive a lot of messages saying that uh, the videos that I'm doing are really helping people. So really thank you for that. Uh, and uh, I wish yeah, all the other ones will help you also. So don't hesitate to share that with people also that are interested to get uh, this information. Okay, so I wish you a nice day then and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.